This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, Dreamers, and welcome to episode 137 of the Dreamers Disease podcast with me, Alex Manzi. And basically, after going through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I wanted to create a platform for you to join me on this journey of becoming richer in mind, body and soul. And whether that's a discussion about everyday struggles, hearing the story of an inspirational guest or some of my own personal experiences, we aim to inspire you to start making a positive change in your life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Murkic Dave, who's a singer-songwriter from London. And when we recorded this chat, Dave had just got back from his European tour. So we had a very, very interesting discussion about what he learned from, you know, being around different cultures while he was abroad. The power in being a voice for those who feel they can't speak up for his music. The importance of showing your vulnerable side, stepping out of your comfort zone and much, much more. And this was a sick conversation with Dave. He's such a deep introspective guy and has very interesting views on things which you don't normally hear from a kind of urban music artist and that's part of the reason he does the music that he does because he knows that through sharing his own experience it will help benefit someone else and there's a lot of this conversation where he's kind of figuring out the answers to the questions as I'm asking him which is really really interesting because you can almost like see or hear or notice his brain process and stuff as it happens and I love that because it means he's giving a real true honest answer to how he's feeling in that moment and that's totally what I'm about so I love this episode a lot so before we jump in I just want to thank you for listening I thank you for being here do make sure you hit the subscribe button and you can keep up to date with all of the latest episodes of the podcast just by doing that but right now let's jump straight in and hear from Murkage Dave We've just been having some interesting conversations off mic about yeah, breakfasts and stuff. Um, it's always good because, like, although like when we're setting up, it's nice to have a bit of a chat before. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's like you go in cold to a conversation. You're like, yeah. oh, where do we start? Yeah, I mean, I I, I like talking to people. In general, yeah. So, it's, and there was quite a lot of people. Here yeah, it before, was. So yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Fun conversations, but I guess you you don't want to overdo it because then you use all the good. Exactly, that's, <laughs> the and that's the bits. thing. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but I wasn't asking like too many questions because I don't want to yeah. like touch on stuff that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna you know potentially speak about. Yeah. I try and keep it a bit more like, oh, what did you have for breakfast? And we've been up to today, like really like <laughs> just the generic ones, <laughs> yeah, basic ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so before we get into things, can you let the people know who are listening a bit about who you are and what you do? I'm Mercus Dave. I'm a singer. Um, I used to be a promoter and a DJ but now I'm a singer that's it really yeah nice and I think it's fair to say I think Anton will agree you have got the best beard we've had on the podcast oh, thank so you, far man. very well that's, groomed that's, beard that's a nice but then that's also pressure <laughs> yeah because what if someone else comes with a bigger better beard you were the first the first best one mate heavy <laughs> is the head yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is it's true but we won't put the pressure well, on actually not. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you said you're like, you're like a singer, I used to be a club promoter. Yes. And I've, I've read and heard like other stuff where you've kind of like described yourself as an outsider. What makes you sort of put yourself in that category? Yeah, it's not, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll, it's not like I describe myself. I guess I did, I, I did, I have done, I guess I've always been, I've always felt like that. Um, uh, from when I was young and I feel like every situation I've ended up in um, I've you know I've been you know you know from when I was young like I grew up in tough area 
I went to school in a nice area. And it just kind of went from there, really. Yeah. I, th- I think so. They thought I was one way and then the kids at home thought I was a different... Like, do you know what I mean? So, and then I, I was kind of out of step from there. I think, you know, I mean, I guess being an eth- ethnic minority, you kind of, you're born like that, aren't you, as well? Like, um, just, you, it, it's kind of like in your head that you're different. And so maybe it's something that you look for as you go along the way. But yeah, I've always kind of, you know, and then I, I spent a long time living in Manchester, but I was a Londoner in Manchester, you know. And I guess it's always been um, that feeling of um, like not belonging. Yeah. But but I, I feel I feel like um, it's been a really. I, I don't really. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be something I complain about. Even though sometimes it's it, sometimes it's not the best feeling. Mm. But actually, it really drives you. I think. So how, how have you learned to like embrace it then? Just just by realizing that. It's fine, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, it's just fine. And and if you, if you find yourself in a in a in a place where you feel, I, I feel like when you're younger, you um, you try and like assimilate to what's around you. And but I've got to a point where it's a bit more like, I kind of see the value in being different and um, and and. and I think, say with my music career, I feel like when things kind of clicked for me was when I was just like myself Mm. and then made that work for me rather than I feel like, I've been doing music since since forever, but I was always trying to jump into something, not necessarily a wave, but like, I don't know, like a set of artists that I was influenced Mm. by and, and try and jump into their slipstream or their thing that I was really a fan of and actually that's fine but I feel like I've actually managed to connect with people by just actually just it's such a cliche but it's just like you know in every Hollywood film it's always like yeah be yourself man be happy to be you but that kind of is kind of is it actually yeah it's kind of like I think it's and a lot of what you're saying like resonates with me in terms of like taking ownership of like who you actually are instead of trying to like pigeonhole yourself in someone else's category or lane like musically like you said like I've always kind of gone through life trying to not fit in that's the, probably not the right word the phrase to use but kind of like trying to be something that wasn't true to myself if that yeah. makes sense and I think a lot of what's come out of and the reason you know starting this podcast was to help me kind of I guess find my voice within myself and it's mm-hmm. like you can sense even like listening back sometimes I go and listen to like some of the first interviews and like the themes and even like the the way I'm like asking questions and stuff is a lot more like not me if that makes sense so I was trying to be a podcaster yeah be like someone that you and be an interviewer you're, you're, yeah listen to their podcast exactly yeah. rather than just like going with the flow of a conversation yeah. and I think that's been a big learning is like that yeah, like finding finding the voice is like quite a big, quite a big deal, and I feel like what you were saying as well is like you've you've had to go through that process of like finding your musical voice, as well as like I don't know, like has it been the same outside of music as well? Have you have you always felt like you've been 
and not true to yourself outside of music as well as within it? I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's been a, a kind of, I guess like a process of um, realising that I'm a weird Don. <laughs> but everybody is a weird Don. Yeah. Like really, but, but, well, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, we try and appear normal to each other, but we all got weird, like everyone that you know, innit? Like if you know someone really well, you know they're weird mm. kooks and yeah. this, my friend's like this or my friend, all of my friends, I don't know, maybe all my friends are just, <laughs> just <weird>. madmen <laughs> or women, but like they, they are, they all have, all of my friends have weird things about them and I'm the same. And I think it's, rather than trying to quash it, obviously some things, you have to understand. Is it, is, there's the is, drilling. Is, is so the there's drill. some drilling going on next door, which yeah, might yeah. pop up every now it's, and then. It's part of the vibe, man. So, so. Here, that's how we are. We're in London, man. <laughs> you can't expect it's, no yeah, noise. We're, we're keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, like so. When I was when I was uh, young, young, I um, when I, when I first used to run parties and stuff, when I used to get like stressed out or. If something or if someone like let me down, I used to get, I used to have a bit of a temper. Mm. Just got mad. And I didn't realize that, but after a while, I was realized like, I can't, um, I can't, I can't be like that because it's not fair on other people, and also, um, I'm just like, you know, you end up kind of like unnecessarily burning a bridge, maybe with someone. And they don't, they're not thinking about, okay, like, he didn't mean it because it was, you know, I used to, oh, you know, like, what the fuck are you, you know? Yeah. And, and so I really, I had to, so, so certain things like that, you're like, this is not having a good impact on other people. So you, you learn to kind of rein that in. But then other things like, so for instance, like, there's been a, a trend on Instagram, I would say, in the last kind of like five years, uh, it's it's kind of like a uh, maybe it's a black Twitter thing. I'm not too sure, but it's like yeah, like I just I just want to be. I, I don't trust no one. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. fuck everyone. I, my circle's small. If yeah. your circle's like, not small, you're fake. Yeah, like I do me. You yeah, do yeah. You. I, I'm so anti. I don't do nothing. And it's like that's kind of like hip. And for a while, I kind of I was like. You know, because I'd, I'd gone through a situation where a couple of, you know, a couple of friends had let me down and I was like, oh, maybe I should be like that. But I'm not like that. Mm. Like, I'm, 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 I'm actually like, like, a, I really like people. Like, I'm genuinely interested in people and their stories. And that's like, yeah. So, it, it, so it's like, it's like realizing, okay, like, I'm like that. And that's out of step with what I'm hearing over here, but doesn't really matter. And I think realizing that I was like that, definitely before, just in a lot of ways, just before I put this the out. I mean, it's been out for a year, my album, but it really helped me to kind of, um, it in a way that I've kind of like dealt with like my audience and even like the way I've marketed my, my record and stuff, just basically do it in a way which is real. Mm. Like, cause, 
and you know I've just been on tour and after the gigs apart from London I couldn't do this because um, the the London show was too big but all the other shows I did I, I met people at the t-shirt stand after yeah, the gigs yeah. sometimes that took longer than the gig yeah <laughs> and it's like for some people I, I can't imagine that would be like an absolute nightmare they would hate that but for me I find it more comfortable speaking to the to 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 people face to face, like we're kind of talking now, yeah. rather than in between songs. In between songs, I always don't know, <laughs> know what to say. So it's like kind of just understanding. Okay, like I like people. It might be a bit weird for artists to do that on every show they tour, but I've learnt so much. Like from the conversations that I've had, and you feel good after the show, you know. Mm. Uh, and, it, and and also it means you're not. <laughs> it's getting close with the drill. <laughs> you also, it also, I feel like I've just clocked something that it was kind of helpful as well because after the show, you end up, you don't really get that waved because you do that. Yeah, you might do that for like an hour and a half, and then so you got to be up early, so you you might you might not go, do a mad one. You might take it a bit easier. I have yeah. a couple of drinks, but. Not go, not have a mad one every night. Yeah. So, and you've had a, a lot of social shit happening. So I don't know. Like I just, it's just stuff like that. Just realizing what I'm like, and kind of understanding that that's okay. It's not necessarily. It's nothing wrong with just being a bit weird, basically. Yeah. And it's not even that weird. But do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's different though, isn't it? It's like you wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't necessarily expect to go to a gig, and after the gig the person you, you've gone to see and you've bought a ticket to go and see is like standing around having like 15 minute conversations with everyone at the t-shirt stand. Yeah, yeah. It's I'd like, wait, I'd give it a minute. Yeah, but that's I'd, like, yeah. but I said that, but that's you. And mm. I think that's powerful because like, A, for me, like there's something really powerful in having conversations like face to face with people like you mentioned. 100%. Like there's, a, there's an exchange of energy that you don't get yeah. through any other means. And I feel like again like even just like having so many conversations on here like you just come away from it uplifted like there's yeah. times where I've walked into you know the studio here and we're setting up and my head hasn't quite been like right that day or I've just been a bit stressed about something but then by the time I've sat down I've had like a conversation over an hour walk out of the room and I'm like oh man I feel great like yeah. sick. like because you've got that it's that like sometimes I feel there's that lack of human connection yeah, in our yeah, lives yeah, yeah. and then when you put that back in your life you're like oh man this is like yeah like stirs up the spaghetti a bit like it <laughs> untangles it a bit yeah yeah for sure which is sick and you mentioned before about like moving to Manny yes like what you so you, so you moved when you was 18 wasn't it for uni yeah 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 like what how was it adapting to that because like you said you, you, were a, you were a London kid moving to Manchester yeah you're a bit weird in you know as you've said in your own words like yeah. how was how he adaptation process because you ended up staying up there f like beyond yeah I was there for like a decade man yeah. um yeah it was it was it was funny man because it was like I was at Manchester I mean I didn't last long I was at Manchester Uni and um what did you study history but I wasn't really there I'll be honest like I'll be frank man I only really went to the lectures where it was like girls that I fancied <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that I just I just went to those ones 
and I didn't really do any work. And I was at, I was at, I was doing like, a, I was at college as well. Yeah. I, I went, I just signed up to like a music course at, a, at the college was, it was in Sankey's nightclub. Yeah. They had the, in the Beehive Mill, like I, I was doing like a music course there. I don't think I finished either of them. I was just like, I, I honestly, I just wanted to get out of London really because at that point I felt like I just I didn't ha- I had no ability to to make happen what I wanted to make happen mm. it was like this is like before social media I didn't know I didn't have family that were doing music like that I had a couple like my older cousin had a website and he was making music videos and stuff but um he brought he brought me in on a couple of things, but I mean, probably wisely kept me away from certain, <laughs> certain things as well. Yeah. But um, like, yeah. So, but there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't a great. I didn't have, you know, you, 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 certain people that their one of their parents might be a musician or something. If it wasn't really like that for me, so part of going to Manchester was to kind of. I'd heard. I didn't even really know about Hacienda and Factory Records yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, I just knew that like. It was a vibe. I just knew the city was a vibe. That's what I'd heard. So I was just like, let me let me go here. But it was quite interesting actually because uni. I was at Manchester Uni. I wasn't at Man Met. So Manchester Uni is a very posh uni. And my school was kind of like I went to school in Essex. And so that had been an adjustment because I'm coming from I'm coming from you get you're playing football, the ball gets kicked in your face. That's a fight. You have to fight. Yeah. And then I went to school in Essex and everyone's like trolling each other. Like everyone, it was early tro- like trolling. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's taking the piss out of each other. And and that was the banter. So I had to adjust to that. Like disrespecting each other was kind of like the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the vibe. That was, that was one thing. And then when I went to Man Uni, it was like... I was meeting people that went to Eton and and like and like um played rugby with like the princes that they'd played them at rugby and stuff. I was like this is a next this is a different social strata of people. And I I, I kind of felt like I I interacted with them in a cuz a lot a lot when I was promote I was running parties and a lot of them a lot of the kind of rich boys would run parties as well because they had a bit more money and time yeah. to like throw into it and we used to to bump heads a bit sometimes because I don't know like I don't think they I don't know I was pretty outspoken and I think you know they're all quite lefty yeah but um, I think they they, they kind of like the kind of like stoner black guys <laughs> but I was a bit more like I'm doing this and I'm going to sell out you're, and do you know what I mean? I was very competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think they, 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 they struggle with me a bit, I think, because they, they didn't know how to, to take it. I was competing with them and I was, out com- I was out competing them and stuff like that. So it was kind of... But then on the other side, with, with, with the locals, um, especially when I started... Yeah, they were cool. I think when I started moving more into music because I was rapping for it, I'm not a good rapper. Not a very good rapper, but I was rapping for a bit, and um, yeah, I guess that that was like, um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of like, it was all oh, these London men are doing, you know, trying to do their thing up here, you know, and we were kind of like mugging it a bit, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, it's just, just, just Manchester was mad, bro. Like, uh, as well, I spent, uh, spent, it was like an interim period before I started. Basically, I got my name because I used to run a party called Murkage Club. It started off being called M- Monday Murkage. But before that, I used to run like a lot of R&B nights for some other guys. Yeah. And, um, but I was like the young kid on the, on the, on the, on the ground kind of running it. Bro, like, I met, so I'm meeting man from Eton and all this stuff, but then, because this is this is off the back of Manchester was still pretty tasty back then. Yeah, yeah. So you you meet someone in the club and someone would be like, that guy's a murderer. Jeez. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shaking hands with these kind of people, like I met a lot of people that have been killed since. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just from being in that environment, that kind of bit more like champagne bottles kind of thing I was in so I was kind of like I think that's that. I think that's the thing being that person you end up kind of na- traversing like na- navigating all these different worlds in a city and I think being an outsider and I didn't know the rules yeah yeah so I, you know I'd run into a bit of trouble here and there but it was like at the same time you just ended up kind of meeting like I'm just, I've never actually thought about it, bro, until you just asked me. So I'm sorry if I'm like going, no, on, a good, bit, good. going on a bit, but it was like, yeah, proper mad. Yeah. And would you, would you think you learned from that whole process? Because like one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot, sort of the second half of this year is I've spent my whole life in London and yeah. I'm interested in experiencing not living in London for a little bit. Just to like, because I feel like I'm in a place where I feel like I'm always gonna. Well, I can take the podcast wherever I go. Yeah. A, but B, I'm always gonna make something of myself wherever I go. Mm. Either I'll get involved in something, or I'll start a project, or I'll yeah. find people that I can get involved in something. You know, so I always feel like there's that element to my life. So no matter where I potentially could be, yeah, like I'll always be involved in something, and I'll find a way to get my passions out and express myself you're that kind of person that's yeah exactly it's just like it's just i can't sit around like twiddling my thumbs i have to be doing something i'm passionate about so like and the reason i'm saying that is because yeah i've been been thinking about like oh if i wasn't in london like what could i be getting up to like who could i be meeting so like what are the things that you learned having taken yourself out of london and spent so long in a new environment but then staying there for such a long time as well i mean bro i really recommend it because i feel like the first thing which was great. I think one of the things that was great about going up north, just how open. Mm. I, th- I think naturally, you know, being from London, you, and I realised it because when I'd come back and I'd get to Euston Station, as soon as you touch those escalators, <laughs> London mode, like you look, your brain just goes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're in London mode. And it's like walking through and, and you have to be competitive if you're not competitive, you're getting pushed around. You're not getting on the train. You're not getting on the bus you're supposed to get on. So it's like you get you get into this really competitive kind of tunnel vision. Yeah. Even the nicest person, you know, I've seen it with my missus. She's from she's from Reading. So when she first came to London, she was like, oh, you know, like. <laughs> and then now she's like, rush hour. She's telling me, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you so you you're like this. And 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 you don't want to, you, you you're kind of paranoid about strangers and, you know, um, 
you don't necessarily want to share your energy. Yeah. Whereas when I went up north, there's more space. Everything's cheaper. Rent's cheaper. Food's cheaper. Having a going out, whatever you want to do, having a good time, however you want to do that, like it's a, it's cheaper. And everybody's nicer. Mm. So it kind of like, and I really enjoyed that as someone who's quite social. It was a relief for me. I think that was one of the reasons why I, I, I left London because everyone, you know, you go go to a club and everyone was just like, I don't know, like trying to trying to get into a position where they could ignore someone. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, especially on the like, you know, like kind of when MySpace just started. You know, you you might. You've spoken to someone on MySpace, yeah. you've seen them in real life and they just want to ignore you. But purpose. you won't, yeah. Like, but even I find like, sorry to cut you off, but I even find like, even sometimes getting on the tube, for example, yeah. it's like, if you get on the tube at the same time every day, at the same stop, more likely or not, you're seeing pretty much the same people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you have to have a full-blown conversation with them on the tube, but you won't walk past them at the station and be like, morning. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're kind of in other cities outside of London even other countries like people walk down the street and they're saying hello to strangers yeah exactly just because it's polite yeah yeah like, I even see that side of it you know and it's the same yeah I mean I spent time I, I spent a lot of time in Berlin people it's a you know people are vibier I don't know I think there's something about London I don't want to complain about London because I think it's a, it's a great city and there's it, great things come out of it because of the way that it is but it is a very it's like a harsh it's a harsh place you know mm. at the same time yeah but I can't, I can't figure out whether that's like a big city thing because it you know realistically London is like so much bigger than I think Birmingham's the second biggest city isn't yeah. it that like is so much bigger so I yeah. can't figure out if it's like a big city rat race kind of thing or whether it, it just is the fact that like you are like you said, there's there's less space. Like even like the yeah. tube, you're like it's always rammed, or like walking down the street, it's always rammed. Like in central London and stuff. Yeah, I think that bleeds down. I think it's I think it's um I think it's there's not enough room for anything. You know, you'll be in London, you sit down to have a drink, and then someone's folding up your table. Yeah, yeah. And you've paid six seven quid for the beer. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like that, and I feel like so that makes you more competitive. And I think also I feel like. There's a lot of things. I feel like it's like the level of peas. There's just so much money in London, but it's like the way it's distributed is it's kind of mad. Like you've got like this big kind of financial capital and mm. there's a lot of kind of like foreign money and stuff, but it's like there's a lot of broke people as well, like, you know, stacked high or or it was when I was you know, obviously they got rid of a lot of, there's still towers in it, but they, they got rid of a lot of them. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that kind of feeds into it as well. But is this also, I feel like it's weird. There's this kind of like, from an entertainment perspective, I guess there's so many kind of like, you know, like when I, when I moved back, when I moved back to London, I've been back in London for about five, six years, maybe six years now. And um, I was DJing. 
and I'd bump into Skepta mm. every week. And so it kind of, you know, you, you'd even when I was a kid, there was like, I had a mate who was older than me. He was like 19. I, I've always looked mad old, even from when I was like 12. <laughs> so like, <laughs> when, when I was about 15, 16, I'd, you know, go to these 21s clubs in the West End or whatever. And you just see like Dwight York in the club or, or Audley Harrison or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this kind of like, it's like a rat race, but like you can kind of see where you can get to and you think, mm. oh, if I'm aggressive enough or if I'm just like cutthroat enough. I'm not saying that everybody thinks like that, but I feel like it's something that kind of there's like, vibe kind yeah, of. it kind of dissipates on like a macro level. And so everyone's just like I'd like to think it's changing a little bit but I don't know I'd like I, I would like it to change a bit but then maybe that's just the way that the city is I don't know yeah well how, what are you seeing like differences like when you like you said you've just come off tour like, yeah. around Europe so like what what are the kind of differences you're seeing across different cities like energy wise people wise and like you said you're having conversations with people yeah after shows anyway so like is there like a big culture difference in that sense? Do you know what's been interesting in my, I think I'm so glad that I, I, um, you know, I, I did this tour and did it in a way that I did it because I learned so much and, um, like, so we went to Dublin, Dublin was the first night. Of the, so I've, I've, I've done a few shows before this tour, but Dublin was the first date. Mm. we get there and all the kids are 14 yeah. we're just like what's going on because my, my, my audience is more like mid 20s and then they go up to like maybe you get some people that up to like 40 maybe a few people over 40 but it's like mid it's mid 20s and some people that are like early 20s but it doesn't really go down to kids that are in school yeah, yeah, or I didn't yeah. think so we're in Dublin and they're all just like use, but they know all the words. I'm just like, what has this happened? And it, and um, we do the, but we, we stay afterwards and I, I chat to people and I meet this kid. I, I've spoken to him a little bit on, um, there's a couple of these, a couple of kids that I've spoken to on Instagram a bit. Mm. And uh, they found me just on like Spotify or, so, or YouTube or something. And they just told their whole school. Sick. That's <laughs> so, sick. So like, it just made it a, like, so obviously the, the the streams had gone up in Dublin. And so we were like, oh, we should do Dublin. And then it's just all that. It's like, literally they brought like half the crowd was them. So I was like, it just made me see like, I feel like people think that I mean, this is probably not really answering your question, but but when I think about it, but but it it's uh, people. Um, one person can move the needle on something. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I learned I learned that in Dublin, and um, I don't know, like. You know, we, we sold out most of the tour. But then, like, so for instance, like, we didn't sell out Newcastle. Yeah. And I was a bit worried about the show. But then they were the, the loudest crowd. They were one of the loudest crowds. And 
the 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 meet and greet at the end was one of the longest and people were like thank you for coming to a lot of time people skip us over and just go straight to Glasgow go from Manchester to Glasgow thank you for coming and just giving their their stories and stuff so I don't know like I don't, I, don't, I think I definitely haven't answered your question but... <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's fine no, it's super interesting anyway because like I find like when because one of the things I want to talk to you about is like coming fresh off of tour okay like you obviously you've been around different cities different countries like you said meeting lots of different people yeah you're doing your show you're you know you're doing the thing that you love the most you're on this incredible high yeah of life like you're just every every day is like yeah let's go get it like you know exactly what you're doing you know that you're gonna have these incredible moments and you know hopefully that the audience are responding and you know just like almost like the peak of what we would experience as a high in life in a way. But in coming home, like, is there like a big dip? Is there like a, oh man, like, what do Um, I do? Yeah, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. I think, I think it's not for me. It's never like a, I don't crash. But it depends what I'm coming back to. So, for instance, this time, I'm work. I've been working on something, which, um, probably by the time this comes out, will be out. But it's supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but so I've dived straight into that. So I haven't had that thing, thing where sometimes if I come back and I say if I I've come off tour and I don't have as much going on, yeah, you might sit there for a couple of days and just be like. And and it's because because it, it's like your body's kind of like and your brain is kind of like um, adjusting to um, just the difference in like attention and yeah. energy and stuff like that. So yeah, you can get like a bit of like post tour depression, um, but it hasn't happened to me this time. But what I have because of we, I've been so busy, the stress level has been mad. Yeah. So how do you, mad. How, how do you deal with that coming back then? If you're, if you're going from like, because even like tour, as much as, you know, I'm saying it's euphoric and everything, like it's, yeah. it can be stressful as well, right? So when you come back into another thing, which I guess is equally as stressful yeah. or in a different way, like how do you then deal with that whilst processing what you've just experienced and, you know, kind of everything else that comes with the tour life? I feel like it's important for me to just like talk to, talk to people about it. Because I feel like a lot of the time, in like my groups of friends or in like any kind of dynamic, a lot of the time I'm going to be the person who people come to with their problems. Yeah. So if I say to you, yeah, I'm, f- I'm kind of, I'm kind of going through it. They're not really going to hear me because they don't, they don't really, I'm not the person you're going to look to straight away to be like, ah, oh, he's, so they don't hear you. So I think you have to just kind of keep communicating that. And I think that's the better way. I think that's the better way to, to do it. Like, so, f- and it's it's weird, it's weird because I get like, the way it happens with me is weird. It's like, my, my brain is very like, it's very good at like coping in the moment. Yeah. But then I'll have like, um, there'll be like weird, like physical things. So like, 
the other day, actually, it's, it's gone. It's literally like I had this thing inside my <laughs> inside my mouth, like a lump. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm a bit, I was a bit worried about it. I was like, and I looked it up, and it it wasn't anything. Yeah. And it just went. So it's just like my body does things. Like so, my 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 back will be killing me, or I'll end up with some weird thing. Like, but it's just it's just that's so that's that's my body telling me like just yeah take a take a minute. Um, I had like like I didn't realize what it was, but um, just before we went on the European tour. Like I was talking to my manager about some stuff, and we were trying to sort out bare stuff. And then, like, I couldn't breathe mm. for like for about five seconds. It wasn't long. Yeah. And I was like, "What's going? <laughs> like, what's, what's going like, on?" Like literally, just like what you felt like it was. My brain was or? just like, and I just couldn't breathe. I was just like, "This is a bit nuts, bro." I spoke to a few people about that. That was a panic attack, but it was just like mm. a small, like a small mm. one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this I don't know what it is but I feel like that's what happens to me a lot with stress is that my body will tell me there'll be like a kind of because I'm just running I'm running and I'll block out because I just want to get it done but then my body's going to tell me like you need like to a hold, warning yeah you need to hold it down you need to hold it down uh, so that's what's been happening at the moment more it's, but but sometimes if, you, if you're coming back and you've you got less happening then, then you can, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're sitting in the house and then it's a different thing. Mm. And what's that like when it's, when you're in that space? I mean, I'm, I think I'm pretty fortunate that I, I don't have like, it's not that, it's not like he heavy for me, but it was just getting used to it because I, you know, you, Again, if you don't know what it is. Before people started talking about this stuff, you just don't know what it is. So you're just like, what's wrong with me? Like, mm. I can't, I don't, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do nothing. But for me, it, it will, after tour, it will last a, maybe a couple of days. But it's good. I think certain things, certain things help me through it. Like, I think like being able to like laugh at things if I can. Help me through it all. But it's quite interesting actually um, talking about it because this is stuff that I, I'm like thinking, I'm like actually actively digging out yeah. the kind of experiences. And I would say that I felt like that the worst probably when I was, I felt creatively trapped. Mm. Or I wasn't, or I wasn't doing the thing that uh, I'm meant to be doing. I think that was when I was, you know, when it was really that was the trickiest period. I think, and even with then, I'll probably it's only when looking back and I look at photos of myself and I remember how I was feeling that it really because I was I was trying to find my way through, you know, but I feel like that was kind of like. Yeah, that that was kind of like the 
when when it felt the kind of most peak i think yeah yeah i think it's interesting because like for me there's always a fine line between kind of like feeling it and being like oh hold on a second like this is not right and like you said kind of trying to get through it as well because sometimes by trying to get through it like you could be making it worse because you're trying to be persistent with the thing that you're trying to do. But yeah, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I just find it so interesting that there's such a fine line between pushing on and getting through things and actually taking a step back and taking care of yourself. And I think like there's real power in recognising both sides of that for yourself. Because I've definitely felt it. Like, so part, a part of the podcast I do away from the interviews is, is these things called in-focus sessions where... I'll talk about one topic at a time. So it might be like burnout or it might be um, positive thinking or it might be benefits of meditation or whatever. But I always, I always try and talk from a personal experience. And when I did do the one on burnout, as I was kind of like, because I, I kind of like write up my ideas and what I want to say and then I kind of like semi-script it and then I record. And as I was like like scripting it, I got to a point where I was like, am I just saying stop doing something if you're not like feeling great or should I be saying no actually push through and you'll get the benefits of the end of it and I got into this weird like thing of like I don't know what I'm trying to say in this whole thing anymore I'm like I'm so confused myself and it's like and I feel part of that's because I hadn't recognized where those like boundaries are for myself like I hadn't learned to recognize when when I'm feeling like something like a burnout or in a depressive state or or, or whatever it may be versus actually if I push on like I'll get I'll get the benefit of what it is I'm trying to do yeah do you, does that kind of like make sense what I'm trying to say is like there's such a fine line between the two yeah and I think I guess everybody's different so you, you it's a hard thing to advise yeah exactly because everybody's got a different makeup that I've, that's another thing I've learned lately is that people's personalities their level of like their sensitivities to certain things their resilience to certain things it's all kind of like it's like it's like Pokemon bro like, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like it's like this isn't it you might be you might have you know FIFA or something do you know what I mean it's like it's yeah. just like you might be 100 on that you might be 10 on, on that so I don't know it's it's hard. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess you just it's it's hard. You can kind of just. I mean, I'm, I'm I guess I'm thinking more f- for for you in terms of like advising people. You know. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because it's like I'm learning myself how to navigate. You know my kind of peaks and troughs and stuff. Um, and another thing for me because this is this is actually really interesting because I don't. Okay, I've said this already, but I'm 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 like working it out as you yeah, yeah. as, you, as you're talking. But um, traveling, because like for me, and I'm not traveling like far, but like, for, like I don't buy crepes or anything like that. I don't really, I don't I, I don't buy gums. I don't s- spend money on anything really. But I will get on a flight. I'm the same. And just. Just go see. I, I've got like I got friends in Berlin, or and I'll I'll stay on someone's sofa, which is obviously there's a there's a 
you have to know someone <laughs> to yeah, go yeah. there and do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and I, 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 I actually find that um, just 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 walking down a different street in the morning, because mm-hmm. then your brain goes, okay, it's like, it's like it's like changing the exercise in the gym, because your brain's like, okay, this is a different set, this is oh, this is a different language, yeah, it's a different set of. I quite I quite like being in Paris as well for the language thing because. People don't speak English around you. Everywhere else, people just, as soon as they realise you're English, they'll just speak English. Oh yeah, English. Par- Parisians are raw. They don't care. They don't care, yeah, yeah. But I like that because then it allows me to be very in a very different uh, social position in a group. I'm usually, um, oh, what do you think about this? Da, 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 da. Oh, that person's not talking. Let me say something so they can carry on talking. Like, do you know, my brain's like that. It'd be like, oh, yeah, like let me oh, let me introduce that person to that person. That's what I'm like. Whereas, because I can't speak French like that, I've, I can just order a kebab. Like that's all I can yeah, <laughs> really yeah, do. Yeah. So, so, and they're like, oh, that's the English guy. So no one thinks I'm being rude. So then I can just, it's nice. I can float into the background and just be an observer mm. and and look at body language and try and understand what people are saying or just float into my own world or. And it's, it's so it's a totally different. It's like it's like almost being a different person. Yeah, but you also I find when when you're because I'm similar as well. Like I, when I find myself in those situations, but I find that when you do that here, like at home, yeah, you don't you you don't fall back into the same sort of space. You're in a different space because you might be thinking like, oh man, I've got this thing to do, and then like tomorrow there's that thing, and you're thinking about all the stuff that you have to do while yeah, you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you and part of the the reason I like to get away is like when you do take yourself out of your home situation, like you said, you're walking down different streets, you're seeing yeah, different yeah. things. Your your mindset is in a different place of like more clarity, and you're able to just actually, if I'm just gonna sit back, I can actually just sit here and be totally with like what I'm doing, and I don't need to be thinking about anything in particular. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Bro, you're making me real. I mean, I need to. I need to get about a bit more next year, man, because I'm I'm working on my next album and stuff. Mm. But you're making me realize. I think that was, I I was doing it like I was doing it, but I didn't really know why I was doing it. Mm. So I'd go, may, it was may, may, you know, a few other places, but but may, mainly, you know, not, it's not far. You know, you could get if you're lucky, you can get a, a ticket for like under a hundred quid or a hundred quid. Uh, and then uh, you know uh, but but actually I think that was actually really important for me in yeah giving me giving me like a space space to think about things and space away from and, and just to work work things out and to keep myself to keep me going but I, I yeah I never knew why I was doing it I'd just be like oh I just wanna mm. I'd just book a flight just speak to my mate like yeah can I come yeah cool alright gone well I didn't really know why I was doing it but I actually think it was it was kind of a, a lot more essential than I, I realised actually yeah and I yeah. think as well like it th- like it can be sometimes it can be a bit of an escape but in a bad way do you know what I mean I think like I always used to think about getting away and travelling and stuff like oh you're just trying to escape from like your everyday life and I think some people slip into that but I think if you if you know your reason for getting away is to actually give yourself that space yeah. and f- and have those moments of clarity actually when you come back you're in a better state of being to then continue doing the things that you do in your everyday life anyway so it's like sometimes i feel like 
getting away too much can be frowned upon and not just for environmental reasons as well but like do you know what I mean like it, it can be a bit of a like oh you're just trying to get away from life yeah I mean you do hear that thing you, you hear I mean everybody kind of hates on the city that they're in but you do hear that thing where ah uh, you know London's bullshit I'm going to move to Barcelona mm. and then they go to Barcelona and they're like, ah, oh, Barcelona's boring, man. I'm going to go to here. And it's just like moving. And I think that's a different thing because it's like, oh, well, what it is, it's about, I mean, wherever you feel, like, I'm not saying you should be anywhere. You should be where, you know, we've got the privilege of, of being able to do that. Mm. Uh, uh, but I'm not saying there's any particular place you should be, but I feel like, if you take a trip, then when you come home, it, I don't know, for me, I'll take a trip. I mean, again, there's no right way, but I'll take a trip and then when I get back, it, I'll be like, okay, let me pattern. Let me see what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm back in. Mm. It's like new energy. It's not like, oh, fucking hell, I'm here again. Yeah. But then saying that, I feel like it's easy for me to say that, but I I don't I don't have a day job. Yeah. So exactly. it's different. Yeah. And I think that is that is an important factor. Yeah. But then you, you know doing your own thing is arguably there's more pressure because you could you could slip into like oh, I can't get away because I'm I'm going to be losing time. Oh for sure no no I mean like <laughs> I mean like yeah financially it's it's a lot more peak because yeah. it's like you it's it's always peak. I'm not saying like that. I'm talking about like if you've been on a trip and then you're back to Monday to Friday rush hour. Yeah. Or Monday to Friday doing something that you don't enjoy, then that's that's harder. So mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think you know. I'm I'm my brain's just working it out. Do you know what I mean? Because it's easy for me to say I can get back and okay, well, go on. But that's, yeah, I mean, obviously like I'm running a bit of a risk, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like even like you're saying, like you're, you're kind of like working out and trying to figure stuff out. But I feel like because of what you do creatively, like it comes out through your music as well. And it's like, I find that, you know, listening to your album, for example, there's a lot yeah. of topics on the album that you wouldn't hear in a lot of other music from, like, guys with your background, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, being from London, yeah. you know, like you said, you, you've grown up in, like, a bit of a an area where there's, like, you're playing football and it could turn into a fight, and then yeah, you've yeah. gone to, like, school in Essex, and it's like, you know... you people who have grown up in those environments, like kind of inner city London-ish, yeah. the music is very much, it's very London. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. very like what you're saying before. It's about trying to, it's that like status thing. It's a start in your domain. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like with you, like a bit more of, a lot of the themes we've just been talking about come come across as a bit more like, I guess like emotionally deep is probably like, not the right phrase, but a phrase, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like there's ties to it. And is that, is that like for you, is that important 
like is it a message that you're trying to get across or are you just trying to like express yourself I think it is important but I, f- I feel like firstly I guess the re- okay so like when I was younger I used to feel em- embarrassed you know I'd be embarrassed to be a bit too you know I was a bit too Oh, you know, you know, you look at the rude boys in the area, and you want to be like them. But I was too soft, and I was too like I was like a I was like good at school and all that shit. And then, but then I come out of my area, and people are laughing at me for where I'm from. I mean, everybody lives there now. I I grew up in Leytonstone. Yeah. So everybody wants to live around, you know. But at that time, people be laughing at me for where I was from. So it'd be a thing where I I felt like uncomfortable in both zones. But actually now, I'm like, that's actually sick because not a lot of people, not a great deal of people had that experience. But what it's given me is it's given me... Um, okay, like, so, so with... With a lot of inner city music, the reason why it's like, it might be a bit more confrontational or it's either like, you know, like I'm I, I, I'm going to move to you or it's like, um, or it might be like trying to show off or whatever. That's because if you're if you're telling someone okay if you if you've got violent lyrics yeah if you're telling someone that you're on violence, really what you're saying is, I'm I'm scared, yeah. I'm shook, so don't come near me, because I will attack. Mm. If you're saying to yeah. someone this is my this is, everything here is my thing, you're saying that because it's not really, so you're trying to like carve out your domain. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, if you're saying that you've got this and you've got that and you've got that, it's because you might have just got it or you don't really have it. Whereas when you have got it or you are really... Like like when I was in Manchester, the most evil guys that you met, they were lovely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. weren't hyping. Yeah. They were lovely. So I kind of feel like a lot of that... I, lo- I mean, I... <sighs> I love I love street music, and I think the, how competitive it is is amazing. But I feel like sometimes that thing can be driven by it's like there's an element of low self esteem. So it's like I don't know. It's like it's like okay. So I, I, if I if I can if I can come okay. So. <laughs> Certain men have said to me, I like your tunes because yeah. you say things on your tunes that I can't say. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah, make yeah. myself a target by saying these things. And I've got, I, I, I've got um, a level of, I'm, lu- I'm lucky that I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to make myself a target and I feel like I'm secure enough in myself that I can admit to faults or, or not having dough or um, 
you know, being insecure about something. Some some of the things I'm insecure about, I can talk about on, on record. And I feel like that's kind of like, that's kind of like my, my gift that I'm, I can speak, I can speak both languages. <laughs> if you see yeah. what I'm saying. And so that's, that's kind of like what it is. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's I always say there's power in vulnerability because yeah. when you're able to be vulnerable, you can find the strength within that because like you're, you just stop caring more. Do you know what I mean? In a way, like, because once you're vulnerable, you're not scared about, and you're, you're open to your vulnerability. You're not scared of other people picking up on that. Do you see what I mean? So you're like, there's a layer that you've kind of released of like, yeah. like you could say to me anything like, oh, you know, you're a bit this, you're a bit that. And I'd be like, yeah, cool. Like, that's fine. Because I know that within myself, I'm comfortable with the vulnerability that what you're saying isn't going to affect me as much. But I feel like when you, when you've got a barrier up around how you are and how you want to present yourself, when people start saying things that you don't want to hear, they hurt a bit more. Even yeah, though you yeah, 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 yeah. You've already put it on the on the table. Exactly. Whereas the, 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 and, that, and that's where the strength and vulnerability comes from. Is like you're then comfortable sitting in that vulnerable space. But I think at the same time, I feel like I can, I can say, you know, I got a song. Um, I pay my taxes. You can't talk to me like I'm a dickhead. And I feel like I can also say that on a record because I understand what that feels like. Yeah. I understand that in certain situations you might have to puff out your chest and demand respect from someone. Yeah, of and, and so I feel like it's been able to do both. It's been able to make yourself, to be honest, and, and um, be honest about your, your failings and your, and your weaknesses. But then if you need to, assert your domain because I feel like people need that messaging as well I think people yeah. need both messaging I feel people need to see the weakness and the strength Yeah. because if, if you don't that's what I was trying to get to with all the other stuff, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, stuff yeah. that I was saying I feel like people need to see the weakness and the strength um, and, and, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of doing I feel, I feel like I feel like it is important to me to, to to be coming with this message as well because I want to encourage other artists that maybe have a similar background to me or maybe have a totally different background to me but still feel like they could show the weakness and the strength mm. to do it as well because I feel like what happens is a lot of talented kids they they look at the route that's already there they look at the path that's set before them and they and they and they they go down that path, especially with like, I think it's hard. Uh, traditionally, it's been harder for black kids, I think. But I think that's getting a bit easier now because of the way things are set up is different. Like, but I feel like traditionally, it's like almost like just a couple of lanes for 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 a black artist to go down. So they're like, oh, you got to do the bad man thing or the Gallus sweet boy thing. You yeah. can't be, really, you know. Oh, you can't be talking about you know your feelings and hmm. feeling like this or feeling like that but you can yeah and so I just want to kind of show that that's 
like possible really. yeah and i think it's a great message part because again it's like similar to what i'm trying to do here with this podcast is i'm trying to show that actually you can sit here with someone and you can have an honest conversation about you know like you were saying like you've come home from tour and you've been like man like two days you don't even get off the sofa like and i think that's cool because it's like that's a reality do you know what i mean and i think like it's important to see and hear those sides of people's stories and this is why i'm trying to be as open as possible with my own experiences it's like i want to be able to show people like it's cool to be like that like you don't have to always try to show like how great everything is like it's cool to accept that sometimes yeah, things yeah, aren't great as well you know it's I mean? hard man because i feel like that is the it's not i was gonna say oh it's social media but it's not just social media. i think social media makes it more cute yeah but i feel like it's just capitalism it's like literally the whole point of the system that we 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 are in is you make you put a name on something mm. and you make it seem more valuable than it is to the market yeah so that you can charge more for it and you make profit off it and then so everything everything is based off blagging <laughs> in yeah. our culture do you know what i mean and, and uh so it goes that way it doesn't it's like if someone's being positive then positive people turn up and go, oh yeah oh, let's be positive together and then ah, oh, and then oh you oh you're winning like, oh, i'm gonna win as well mm. and, oh let's win together whereas like if you're like the one that's down in the dumps you know like um oscar the grouch yeah on sesame street no, yeah, yeah, hang, yeah. Out, hang out with him do you know what i mean people walk past the homeless man in in, in the street you know that they, they don't even want to pretend they want to pretend my man doesn't exist like so i feel like it's hard and i think I think Instagram accentuates that so much, you know. I see, and I try, I try, you know, I try. Um, it's hard though, because I, I try and like. There's times. I mean, one time I put my bank balance on the in, on the oh, really, on, and I had no money, and I put it up, but it was kind of like I had a lyric about it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a good time. So it was still like, I was still promoting a record in a way. But I just thought, let me just try and break this thing because I had no money, but I had like two pound in my account. Jeez, and I just, put, I just put it on. And the funny thing is, because I was getting like the, the back end, like the stats, even though it wasn't, it got, it, it got in a certain amount of likes, got, and people were like, bro, like, are you all right? But then it was the most shared. Everyone shared it to each other. Oh my God, he's got no, he's got no dough. So that's the thing you're scared about, isn't it? Everybody's yeah. seen people's opinions of it. But I think because I was, I had a record with that lyric on, I didn't really care as much. I was like, okay, cool. It's like nothing but truth in the booth, kind of, yeah. thing, <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. But I've tried to do things like that just to kind of break through it because I don't know, man. I, I see, I see sometimes, I see artists kind of making bad career decisions in order to uphold the levels on Instagram. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that touring has taught me and doing meeting people after the shows. No one said to me, people, no one said to me, I found out about you because of your Instagram. Mm. I found out of you because of a playlist or anything like that. None, none of that shit. It was, I found out about you because of this artist that I love. Or I found out about you because my girlfriend 
or my boyfriend or my best mate was into you or I've just I've just found out about you tonight I just came my friend yeah. had a ticket that's how it spreads around and I think that was is really important for me to to get out there and I want to that's another message that I want to pass back is like you know um uh, you know looking good online is is cool like I'm not saying you should you know you should you should you should present yourself you know I, you know I've come out I've put jumper on I haven't just do you know what I mean I'm not in a string vest do you know yeah, what I mean but yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried in the window anyway <laughs> you don't see me <laughs> but 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 like what I'm trying to say is like there's nothing wrong with presenting yourself a certain way but I think when it gets it almost becomes like counterproductive, you know. I'm like, I'm, I want to say to to artists like, look, man, don't. That's cool, but you know, work with work with your peers, man. Work with the artist that threatens you, the artist that you're. Sh- everyone's got an artist that they're shook of. Mm. Work with them because they're probably shook of them because you probably share audience or something. Do you know what I mean? you know get do do these you know do these things at not everybody's you know I'm not saying you have to go and talk to every single person in the street or whatever but I don't know like there's more to this thing than just presenting your life like it's a success yeah online you know what do you get from your audience in terms of feedback around the content of your music like you said like people tell you like oh I'm here because I heard it from here or I discovered you from there yeah. but like what about the content as well are people like oh man like is there like a level of like the things that you're saying in your tunes are resonating with people on like a deeper level or like what's the what, what do you get back from people in that sense yeah I mean that's very that could get very deep actually and on one end, on one end, it's been um, because when you when you're a musician, sometimes you can feel like you're being a bit vain, and like there's there's no point to what you're doing. It's like there's people that are doctors and stuff that are like yeah, yeah. literally saving lives every day, and you're just yeah. like, you know, hi guys, you know, putting a selfie online and just talking about some something that you've. It's like that's not really anything but then when you when you hear someone say I was going to kill myself or I was I was in a hot I got sectioned or these are the kind of things that you get and and like the, when okay you feel like you have a bit more of a purpose yeah but it, it can be it can feel like a bit of pressure as well there's been a few times where people have reached out to me in in states and I don't know what to do because I'm not an expert. I'll try and find on the right numbers and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. I'll just just try and be encouraging, try and find on the right numbers. But um, so it, it, it's like a it's 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 a great it's a great thing to know that your music might help people with their mental health or states that they've they've been in. Mm. But then there's there's a there's a there's a pressure to it as well. What I will say actually is. When I first, the first song that I put out where I was like fully, like I kept it real, 
was a song called Car Bomb. And um, I was shitting myself putting this record out because yeah. I just thought, I don't know, I just thought this is embarrassing. People are going to hate it. But I'd written it pretty quickly and it felt good. Something about it felt good. Mm. Did the video quickly. Even when we were shooting the video, there's a few men in the video that were extras in the video. And when we were doing it, all I was thinking was, oh, these men probably hate this tune. They probably think I'm a dickhead for making this tune or whatever. Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. But when I put that song out, and then everything kind of, people were, everything flipped. And it was like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, that tune's all right. Or yeah, I'll share this for you, man. It was like, wow, like my man said this. And then suddenly people are telling me, people, strangers telling me their problems. And it was a bit strange, but it let me know, okay, I've opened up. Mm. So people feel comfortable opening up. And maybe this is, th and this is not something that I have to force. So this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping people like, I got a song called Niggas Need Each Other and a f uh, this guy messaged me and it's, when I even when I think about this, it's tough because I can't, I'm a, it's a bit harder to reply to all my Instagram messages now whereas like a year ago, I could do it. It's a bit tougher now. But this guy just set, sent me a message saying, um, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I fell out with my best friend. And um, we weren't talking to each other for ages. And that song reconnected us and Sick. helped us break down. That's Even now, it feels kind of emotional. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know them. But it's emotional Yeah, thinking about it. It touches a nerve, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or, you know, or... I feel like that's that's more important to me that's more important to me than like any like that that purpose than anything. Like you could you could sell out what show, whatever show win whatever award. Those stuffs are, are are good milestones. But if if ever that were to stop, like that that's I feel like that's my purpose. You know, yeah. is is you know like someone said, oh, you know, I, I moved away from home. I think it was a, a girl. I moved away from home. I want to buy my mum a copy of the vinyl because that reminds her of me. And so she can play it when she, she misses it. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah. that's worth it. None of that other stuff's really worth it. It's like, okay, cool. I'd like to be a bit more financially up. I'd like to be, do you know what I mean? I'd like to have, be playing bigger shows and stuff, but it's not really worth it. Like I feel like you get to a point and I see it, in you know you see it in successful musicians and they they they're not satisfied in it but I think like that is really worth it, bruv. Because then it's like it's a it's a purpose. It's a it's a it's a thing you're really impacting um, uh, people's lives and people's situations. And even even if it's something, it could be something trivial. Like it could be. Um, so, someone told me that they just listened to my album doing the ironing. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that makes me happy, bruv. Like, 
oh, when I'm doing the housework, I just, I just listen to, to, to the record. I'm like, or might be someone else just getting on it at a house party, hmm. and they sent me a video. I'm like, yeah, that's real life. Like, so it's like helping people with serious things, but also just. Cause I know what it's like. From, I'm sure I don't know what you what do you what, what you what your routine is in the morning. But do you listen to is a record or there might be a record that you listen to in the morning or if you feel anxious, there might be a record that you put on or yeah yeah there is like if you have a big day you yeah might put on a yeah there song. is. I've got like different different albums or playlists for different kind of moods. I guess I've got like more like jazz vibes for like when I'm chilling and working right. at home. Yeah, I've got like certain records that I would like get me gassed if I'm okay. like. Do you know what I mean? So like. Yeah, there is yeah. different musical moments that make me, I wouldn't say make me feel a certain way, but help me feel a certain way when I'm in a certain situation, if that makes sense. And that that right there is the, is really the, the reason, that's the purpose for it. It's not, that's the only, that's the only reason that, yeah. that make that makes it, but there's that, that that means there's a point to it, to doing it. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful, man. Because it's like, at the end of the day, that that is, like you said, more important, you know, than the accolades. No, than, we'll talk. Than the yeah. even the, the streaming numbers, even the views, the followers, the yeah. all of that, like, is great. Of course, it's like wicked little achievements and what have you. But it's when you have actual impact positive impact on people's lives like it's priceless you can't put you can't put a, a worth on it bro i mean i'm just thinking about it now it's just like that's the that's the point that is the point yeah <laughs> that's it, it. yeah and I, I feel like I, i've never it's like weird i think i've fucked myself over a bit because i've never cared about money <laughs> and yeah. maybe i should because or i should a bit more but that's my problem. My problem is that that is the more is is to be, I guess to be useful is more important to me mm. than to be like rich or what or whatever, whatever it might be, whatever number it is, it might be yeah, like you say, money, plays or mm. followers or tickets or that's just a number in it, but to be useful and I'm glad bruv because when I was younger yeah because I just love music anyway but when I was younger I probably would have done something silly like being the black guy in a boy band or something like that I probably would have done that yeah just because I was gassed to do music yeah 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 or I would have you know I don't know what I would have done I would have done something like that and then I and I was frustrated at the time but I'm glad that I was frustrated because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now, which is like way more, there's way more of a point to it. Mm. And on that note, like if we could go back in time and we could speak to like a younger version of you. So like say yeah. you maybe before leaving London to go to Manchester and you could give yourself some advice, like three bits of advice to start doing from that moment 
what would you say to yourself? Well, that's why I got the song, Keep Up The Bad Work. That's what I say, say if the man that I am met the man that I was. I'd say keep up the bad work. That's what I really say. I, yeah. I, 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 probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't tell myself to change anything because all, all the mistakes. It's like, you know, like sometimes I regret doing all the club shit because I could have spent, because I listened to some demos that I was doing I remember I was in this I was in this I was in this um studio block I was sharing um with a guy called Lee Stanley and um I remember there was I swear like I swear Chase and Status were in that room I swear Future Future Cut they were working on Lily Allen stuff at the time um who else was in there uh Kid British who they went on to be, um, yeah, they, uh, uh, and and then and then um, bipolar sunshine came from that. That's and all it, that. yeah. So everybody was on that floor, and I listened back to some of the demos I was making at that time. I was like, rah, like maybe if I kept going, rather than getting sucked into doing the club stuff, who knows where I'd be now? Mm. But then I think. You got st- I got I got the story now like I got I got I got the tales to tell I've got I've got the 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 I've lived life so who who knows man it, and and you can't change it so why dwell on it I feel like if if I was gonna say anything I I would just tell myself not to worry because not to worry about like trying to be cool or trying to be part of a thing or a tribe. Because the the tribe flips every, especially in UK, man. Yeah. The tribe flips every three years. It's like, I've, I've seen, especially being a club promoter, because you, it's an economic thing as well. So you, you're looking at it like, I've seen it go from R&B, electro, indie, dubstep, you know, uh, uh, grime, uh, techno, Techno, then grime, mm. then this and that. Deep, or there was deep house for a bit. Do you know what I mean? I've seen all these things and I've seen people religiously bat their thing and then, or then jump off their thing and, and jump to the next thing and change up all their garms and all that stuff. And I'll probably just say to myself, I'll just say to my younger self, don't watch any of that because this thing changes. Just be yourself in it and, and don't, you know, get involved. But just, just don't don't feel like you have to kind of prove yourself to anyone. I would probably say that, and I would just say, if you feel yourself getting mad, don't do anything mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. And I got one final question okay. for you, which is, what does happiness mean to you? Why? Yeah, I think it's similar to what I was saying earlier. I feel, I feel like if it, it it's like if you're per- you have a purpose, you might not know what your purpose is, but I feel like it's working out your purpose and then, and then doing that thing. I think that's all it is really. And that could be more than one thing and it can change what it is. But I feel like if, you're, if, that, if you have that, then you're, then you're happy, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Sick. Nice one, man. Well, yeah. before we sign out officially, can you let people know where they can keep up to date with you online, like where they can find the album, 
and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, everything's just murky as Dave, man. Just M U R K A G E D A V E at murky Dave everywhere. Um, yeah, definitely stream stream the album, mm. stream everything, because that pays my rent. <laughs> at the end of the day yeah it's your job um, yeah. but yeah man look I, I massively appreciate you being here no no thank you and for having me Alex man it's been it's been a, it's been uh, enlightening and thanks for you know um, just letting me waffle I don't know if you edit things but <laughs> you don't you do you don't so yeah yeah, yeah yeah no it depends what it is but yeah not, not I let like the conversation flows like, I'll edit out the stuff with Anton and his football over there <laughs> But no, nah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, no, I I, I appreciate it, and I, I feel like I've learned some shit about myself, and you've given me some other perspectives and stuff. So yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. That's good. Like, I just yeah, I just like to have the conversation, and like for me, I just like to ask the questions that I'm thinking about in that mm. in that space. So just kind of treat it fairly naturally. So yeah, yeah, I really appreciate good. you saying that. You're really good at it. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, thanks for being here, man. It's been oh, it's been really cool. cool. So yeah. yeah. So there we have it, guys. That was Murkish Dave. And as I said at the start, you know, there was such an interesting, introspective kind of conversation. And Dave's just such a fascinating character and just a just a general good guy, to be honest. So it was really powerful like to have that conversation with him. And I really hope that you took something from it. And if you did, and if you're feeling a little bit inspired, even the tiniest bit inspired. And there's someone that you know that you think would benefit from hearing this conversation, then be sure to send it to them. Send them the link, send them a screenshot, because it's important that we continue to spread the message of this podcast and the good vibes, because I started this podcast to help inspire positive change. And you can also be a part of that by sharing the love with someone you know. As ever, you can hit me up and connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. You can say hello, you can ask me a question, you can let me know what you thought about the episode, whatever it is. Find me on Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. But until then, thank you for listening and I will see you for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.